you're listening to Say Yes to Travel with your host, Sarah Dandeshi. Welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel, where we have been speaking to hospitality professionals all around the globe, because this year has certainly been an interesting one. And it's, if anything, we can find a lot of positivity in speaking to individuals from around the world, because we can kind of get a sense as to moving forward. And uh, so a big thank you to all of you that have been listening so far. I am very excited about today's guest, and I know that you will be as well, too. Um, He's just already uh, a a wealth of knowledge and positivity, I can already tell. But um, I want to give a very warm welcome to Serge Etouin, who is the general manager of the Hotel Metropole in Monte Carlo. So Serge, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks very much, Sarah, for giving us that opportunity uh, here in the small country of Monte Carlo. <laughs> small but mighty, we have to say. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So, uh, so yes. So, for a bit of an introduction, just so that we can, you know, share with everybody, could you share a little bit more about your role, and certainly a bit more about the uh, Hotel Metropole in Monte Carlo? Absolutely. Thank you very much again, Sarah. Uh, well, a, a brief introduction. Uh, I'm a bit of a veteran of the hotel, uh, of the hospitality industry. I've uh, been working since 35 years now in the hospitality industry, over 25 years as a general manager, and now five years. Uh, I'm the lucky one uh, to, uh, to, to, to lead an amazing team of over 250 collaborators and to lead the Metropole Monte Carlo, who is really, as you mentioned rightly, it's a small destination, but it's a very glamorous destination, should I say. Uh, And the Metropole Monte Carlo is really located in the heart of Monaco, in the Golden Square. Uh, It's a luxury proposition, part of leading hotel of the world. And, And basically, just to set the scene a little bit, the Metropole, the vision of our owner, because it's the only independent owned luxury hotel in the destination. And the vision of our owner was really to to try to to position the hotel and to uh, integrate into the hotel vision uh, one of the best signatures on the planet. Uh, And you will see immediately who I mean. Our pool, for example, has been designed by Karl uh, Lagerfeld. We have a a spa uh, uh, sort of with Givenchy, uh, the only... Uh, Spa Givenchy in Europe. Uh, we had, uh, he passed away a couple of years ago, but we had Joel Rebuchot inspiring our food and beverage um, uh, restaurants and, uh, and Jacques Garcia, one of the most famous French designer in the world, uh, has designed the hotel uh, back 17 years ago. So as you can see, a real luxury proposition, independently owned, and we associate it to the, to the hotel uh, four of the best signatures, if I may express myself like this, uh, uh, in the world. Of course. It, well, it sounds absolutely like a fantastic property. And I love all the different, you know, sort of partnerships or the collaborations that you've done, which make it so iconic and unique of a destination and a property. But also, I think it's so perfect to be within the heart of Monte Carlo like this as well. 
It, it is indeed. And as I said, you know, uh, I always referring back to the owner because we are an uh, independently owned property. So my boss is the owner, actually. But uh, when I when I decided to join five years ago, you know, there are many amazing properties around the world. Uh, but I, I literally fall in love with the vision and the strategy the owner had for, for his hotel. And that association with uh, four of the biggest word signature in their respective field was for me uh, one of the reasons I decided uh, to come and, and, and manage the hotel. Of course, the destination is very glamorous. It's south of France. It's 320 sunny days a year. So, they, they, But fundamentally, that vision uh, and that concept for the hotel was really what stimulated me to come and manage this hotel since five years now. That's fantastic. I mean, and, and you're right. It is a fantastic opportunity. It's just, I think, extra, as we like to say, bonus, that it happens to be in the south of France <laughs> and, and so pleasant of a destination. And, and a destination that many, you know, certainly love to come to. So, well, I know that we'll get into a bit more of that uh, in, a, in a little bit, because certainly... Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about that. But uh, could you share, you know, certainly at this point, now that we are speaking, it's in the beginning of November and uh, it what a year it has been. <laughs> My goodness, I for fear of sounding like everyone else using that word unprecedented. But I mean, it really was the case. It has been the case. It currently still is the case. So could you share a bit of, you know, brief backstory of the impact of the pandemic on the property? Just, you know, for reference. Absolutely. And uh, of course, we, we're all going through a, 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 a very challenging time. And I must say, in the hospitality industry, we were directly impacted in the fact that we were the first one to be obliged and forced to close, basically, our hotel and to stop uh, trading, uh, should I say. And we were the last one to be open, to be able to reopen as well. Uh, I'm talking about restaurants and hotels. So uh, for me personally, I must say I've opened many hotels in my career. It's the first time in my life that I had in three days to close a hotel, uh, which was um, quite an experience, not only from a technical point of view, uh, uh, Sarah, but from from an emotional and human standpoint of view, you know, when you have to announce to your 250 collaborators that you will have to close the operation, uh, th that was quite uh, uh, challenging. But again, this is, uh, somebody told me a long time ago, when everything is easy and smooth and normal, everybody can run a business, you know, with more or less success. When basically this, the time starts to be extremely challenging, that's where you realize the quality of the human resources you have around you. And I must say I'm very much lucky to have around me an amazing team who uh, basically uh, said, you know, we have to close. Okay, let's try to make the best out of it. Let's try to do it in the smoothest possible way. Uh, so th that was clearly the first impact of that uh, pandemic. And the second one, after we closed the hotel, because we remained closed for three months, which is a very long time, it gave us maybe some time to think a little bit about what will be our strategic planning uh, for the months and the year to come. And that was clearly another 
area where maybe more with the ownership there, we spend a lot of time uh, trying to think, you know, refurbishment were scheduled. So at that time when we close, should we anticipate where everybody is postponing? Should we just anticipate all these refurbishments? So we, we might come back to that later on. But but the main really uh, uh, impact and for me, new experience was really the closing of the hotel, informing all our guests that you will not be able to welcome them anymore and reassure and, and be quite reassuring with our team members as well to make sure that we would keep them, every everybody would be kept because, you know, there have been so much furlough and other issues like this. We and our owners decided to keep every single employee of the hotel, which has been a very strong decision taken as well, with some support from the government, of course. Of course, of course. Well, and, and you know, I love that you share that because it is, you know, obviously every property is very unique and different. And it, it, certainly I also have a very long history of working in hotels as well, too. And it's so, it has been that challenging um you know, proposition in essence, you know, what do we do and how do we take care of, you know, our most prized assets, which are the people, you know, as I like, I love that you refer, you know, to, to everyone that you work with as collaborators. I think that's a lovely choice of words. And it's, you know, it, it really certainly, it, it shows, it shows how you view them, you know, and I, I think that's great. And, but you do bring up some fantastic points that are, you know, how the challenges were to close a hotel within three days. And not only is it taking care of, you know, your collaborators, but it as well as notifying the guests. I mean, it's it was like a tsunami of things that had to be done, I'm sure. It is indeed. But, you know, coming back to my point, you would be amazed, Sarah, too, and I'm sure you've experienced that yourself in, in a different environment. I was amazed by the capacity of all team members and collaborators, as you mentioned, how the, they, they were still energized until the last minute and everybody was supporting that sort of communication channel to be able to make sure we don't forget any channel, any booking platform, any regular guest of the hotel. Uh, we'll talk about that later on, but you know, all our restaurants are mainly working 87% of our guests in the restaurant are locals from the country. So we almost took the phone to call these guys, you know, one by one. Uh, uh, as you can imagine as well, as we had three days, so the fridges, uh, I'm a little bit down to earth now, but the fridges were full. So what do you do? So we, we've given a lot to our collaborators and team members. And of course, we, uh, there are a lot of charities, you know, around uh, uh, around Monte Carlo as well. So we donated uh, quite a lot as well to 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 try to support the local community, uh, which is for us something which is extremely important as well, uh, particularly the communities where our team members are coming from, because of course almost nobody is coming from Monte Carlo. All our collaborators are either Italians or French. So. Uh, this was quite an experience closing. When I mean closing the hotel, it's not only, as I said, uh, switching off the electricity, the gas, and, and basically going home. Uh, it was all these things which we had to do. 
And thanks God, uh, the team was just uh, reacted in an amazing way, amazing way. And you will uh, you will hear me talking a lot about my team members because that means a lot for us. Uh, and this is maybe uh, to close on that subject a particularity of a family-owned hotel. You know, uh, we are independently owned. I'm sure this is probably the reason why it transpires a little bit into the way we are managing our team compared to maybe big companies. Uh, I used to work for big companies uh, many, many years, and sometimes it's it's maybe more challenging for big companies to handle individually collaborators like maybe what we were able to do. Of course. And, and you, I love that you shared how because we were seeing a bit of this, and I think that what I like about family-owned hotels, these smaller hotels, is that you are a little bit more nimble so that you can make these decisions, you know, to make sure that all your collaborators, that you can continue to keep them on. But then also you can make those uh, decisions to do as you did, and that is give back to the community. And this was so important. And so, to me, it's the essence of hospitality, you know, as as things were definitely very challenging, we're still taking time to give back. And it's, I mean, to me, it just is so, every single property that I saw that did that, you know, it resonated in a special place in my heart because that to me is the essence of hospitality. You're absolutely right. I think, uh, you know, somebody told me once, um, as an hospitality professional, there are times where you need to reflect and give back to the community what you are taking from the community. I, I reckon those community might not be the same, uh, the one staying with us and the, my, the one benefiting from uh, the generosity, not my uh, generosity, the generosity of all the team, uh, because uh, there were a lot of things as well coming from, from the team themselves. But uh, it's been over 15 years that, uh, you know, we, we're very... Uh, attentive to uh, sustainability, community. We even have a sustainability and community manager in the hotel who, who happens to be my PA, who is handling those issues on a daily basis. So uh, for us and for our owner, this has always been important, but I reckon we are not an exception. There are a lot of uh, other uh, hotels and companies uh, who are extremely concerned with that and who are doing uh, a lot of initiatives around the world. But, but you're right, the hospitality, I think, in that particular instance, uh, stood up to what uh, it needed to be done. Exactly. No, I, I love hearing. I love hearing about this. And also, you know, it's because your collaborators are because one could say that they are the front lines of the hotel. They are the ones doing all the engaging and they are the reason. I mean, obviously the property is fantastic and, and has so much to offer, but it's it's your collaborators that also play an integral part in what draws your guests to come back and to continue coming back. Absolutely. Um, I often say we are extremely lucky as the owner gave us a Ferrari to drive. So we, we, but we have no responsibility in that. He did all the investment. We have the responsibility of giving an emotional experience to the guests because this is for me what luxury means in our hospitality. So, um, and we're very glad that uh, 
delighted that we won several, several awards of, you know, best service in Europe, best spa in Europe, those kind of things. The Condé Nast Traveler recognized that several times. We need to talk to our customer's heart rather than to talk to our customer's mind. And this is what I'm saying to my team members on a daily basis. We are responsible for that emotional experience. And the owner has taken his responsibility by investing and continuing to invest into the hardware. And we are the software. I love that. I love that. That's a very excellent, excellent point and very good analogy and description. Uh, so you met, you touched on this a bit, uh, you know, in discussing, you know, talking about the restaurant and um, and just even the individuals that come, you know, to the property as well, too. So, uh, you know, a trend that we're seeing around the world, you know, hotels, hoteliers are really looking to engage heavily with local travelers. Uh, you know, I know that things have been a little bit changing in in recent weeks really in the past week but you know was the hotel metropole monte carlo really relying on locals to drive revenue more recently so we need to define and divide the hotel part and the restaurants and food and beverage outlets uh as far as the restaurant is concerned, are concerned, we have uh, four restaurants. We have an amazing pool I mentioned, designed by Karl Lagerfeld. We have a spa. So the majority of that revenue is driven locally. And it continues to be driven locally within the restrictions, which are now in uh, alive, of course. However, as far as the hotel is concerned, we have 125 room and suite. As you can imagine, the top three geographical origin of business have always been historically US, UK, Russia, and then Middle East, France, Italy, Switzerland. Okay, this is the top seven of the hotel and the destination. But within the, the top three, you've heard very clearly US, uh, UK, and Russia. And those are three countries, of course, with the travel bans and so on, who cannot travel to our destination anymore. So to answer your question, Sarah, we had, of course, to readjust and focus our strategies toward domestic travel and around multiple, around the, the Monaco as a destination countries. So I'm talking about France, I'm talking about Italy, I'm talking about Austria, I'm talking a little bit about Switzerland, all those countries where you could drive from and arrive in Monaco by car. So actually, we've developed a lot of communication and strategies for those markets. Uh, and clearly, we continue to benefit from the locals to, uh, to come to our restaurants. So uh, it is still extremely challenging because, of course, all these domestic markets do not have similar buying habits that maybe U.S. customers have. With, with my U.S. customers... I could sell top suites, luxury proposition. Um, uh, France, Italy uh, are buying luxury rooms, but maybe less of luxury suites. So, you know, a lot of things have changed, but it was important to concentrate on those domestic markets uh, to, to stimulate the demand because there was no demand anymore, of course, for our standard geographical origin of business. Of course, of course. So, I mean, it's it makes sense that we were seeing this shift everywhere. So, uh, and it's it's natural. So naturally right now we're sort of in this moment of 
you could almost say it as a pause we're certainly with the travel bans that are happening and and similarly for the for the US so much of our business as well too comes from you know other countries from in within Europe and from France and and uh, the UK Australia and it's it's this really challenging time so in the meantime you know what uh, what are you doing to stay maybe top of mind for travelers from the US or or are we focused elsewhere right now no we focused uh, strategically for the time being on the domestic markets but but we never forgot our american friends and and other friends from around the world of course uh, you know we we are partners with very strong network particularly in the US, which I'm sure you're familiar with, the Virtuoso Network. So this is a network of travel advisors around the world, but mainly based in the US uh, market. So we wanted to stay top of mind and we are continuing. What do we do? Whenever I'm doing uh, Zoom calls or WhatsApp calls or those kind of things, I'm going on my roof uh, in our top suite, overlooking the principality and all these calls I'm I'm showing the destination to all our U.S. supporters and friends to make sure they don't forget about us. Uh, we organize virtual drinks where we are in the bar and we are Zooming with our friends from the United States while they're having maybe a, a coffee after lunch, although because of, of time differences. so uh, And we have continued to position the destination and the metropole in the destination through virtual visits. We don't have the familiarization trips anymore because, of course, you guys cannot travel from from the US to to Europe. But you can still, you know, we have our little webcam and you can still organize a virtual tour of the hotel, discovering the pool, discovering the restaurant, the two Michelin star, discovering the Japanese restaurant, discovering some of our suites. So... We stay very much connected to all our friends. I think it's important as well for the overall uh, morale, uh, morale of everybody. And uh, we just want to remain top of mind uh, uh, with all these partners because you will be able to travel, Sarah, and, uh, and all uh, U.S. Uh, customers and citizens. And, of course, we really hope that uh, the destination will remain uh, South of France and Monaco in particular will remain one of the top destinations for you guys. So we, we have continued to do that virtually on a regular basis, but this is extremely important. In difficult times, you need to stay connected. This is fundamental for us. Of course. And I love that the, the ways that you have been, that you've managed to stay connected and also very, very smart. Uh, and it's very important, especially for other hoteliers that are listening that you mentioned, you know, the, your virtuoso travel partners and those, those travel advisors. I mean, this is extremely important because we're also seeing this uh, rise and many people are turning to travel advisors and they are going to be, you know, the immediate sort of connection to help guide people because of course it's like a rubber band at some point, We'll get the we'll get the the green light, so to speak, to be able to travel again, and everybody will be wanting to get back out. And they all have those memories of the past, of you know, the south of France, of Monaco, and they want to go back. You know, so it's just staying top of mind, which I I love that you've been able to do virtually because it 
this is at least the benefit of it being now in 2020. <laughs> no, it's, I think it's fundamental. You need to adapt. You need to, adaptability is a key, has become a key word. Uh, you know, I always say when there is an issue facing you, you have half of the people who are basically, uh, you know, just thinking about it and uh, turning around and, uh, and and just have a problem. And you have other people who are immediately part of the solutions and trying to uh, not saying that this is a great opportunity. By all means, we would have all loved to avoid that uh, amazing uh, uh, and terrible pandemic. But at one stage, adaptability is fundamental. And I think this is extremely important. Another example is that, you know, for example, I mentioned briefly to you that we were scheduling refurbishment and embellishment of the of the hotel. Rather than postponing, we are anticipating that and we, using these uncertain times, actually as of next month, we're going to start the program of refurbishment to be totally ready by early 2022 so that we can respond to market when all these travel bans will be lifted. But another way to stay virtually connected, as soon as we're going to have our sample room with the new fabrics and so on, I will again go into the room and make sure that my friends from the US and the Virtuoso Travel Advisors or American Express, Final Talent Resort, you know, all these programs, that they are regularly updated about what's coming up and what are we doing new for the future, and because we will have to project ourselves in the future. Uh, of course, of course. And that's so that actually brings me to, you know, the next question I'd love to find out a bit more is that it's be, it's so smart. So what updates and changes are you working on now? Because as you mentioned, kind of for, focusing on these refurbishings, these embellishments, but would love to hear more. Absolutely. So I could summarize it by we making a new Metropole Monte Carlo. But as you want a little bit more details, I'm sure. Uh, so I'm going to go a little bit more into details. But we have 125 rooms and suites. We're redoing everything, still with Jacques Garcia, same designer, but totally new, updated. We're going to do a new restaurant. We're doing uh, as well new kitchens, which is more back of the house. But that's important as well for the well-being of our team members and collaborators. And, you know, the way the pandemic has influenced the changes we're going to do, we have observed in the last month that people tend to to go more on private villas. They want to have, you know, sort of a private environment. So what we're doing is we create new exceptional suites. We try to integrate into these exceptional suite elements, which will make people stay longer because people are looking for longer stays. So in those suites, uh, we did not plan to do any kitchens, for example. But if you want to stay three weeks, four weeks in a hotel, which starts to become a trend, you need to have a little bit of a kitchen because you're not going to go and eat in the restaurants every day. Sometimes you want to do your own, whatever, fried eggs or anything. Or maybe you want some staff to be only catering for you, but they need to have some area, uh, area to do that. So we are adapting the, the, the product, really, and we're anticipating that with two different phases of closing, but fundamentally early 2022, the Metropole Monte Carlo will have redone all its room, restaurant, kitchens, and part of the bar. But in order to facilitate as well, 
travel and I like your your podcast say yes to travel absolutely you have to say yes to travel as quickly as possible we have been the first one in the destination to ban all conditions cancellation penalties all that kind of stuff with the metropole you can travel and you can cancel until the very last day and that will remain like this to stimulate again uh, travelers maybe from abroad but as well from domestic markets to say okay we book we know we can cancel there will be no penalties i think that's going to change our industry you will need to adapt because there will be many new reasons which unfortunately will force you to cancel your travel a little bit last minute and hopefully all the industry will copy that that way of doing business because people want more flexibility we talk about adaptability we need to be much more flexible towards the customers of, of course and i think that's a I mean, it's a very smart move because it's it's all about building the you know in essence the consumer confidence and and it's letting them know look we're here with you we we also understand that things are different things are different now things will be different for you know some years to come so it allows for a little bit more breathing room and it gives them that confidence and so so you're mentioning this you know as far as being more flexible with the cancellation policies and you're also mentioning a bit of these longer stays so. What else do you think that you might be seeing as far as the future of luxury international travel? Any other maybe trends you might think? Oh yeah, it's maybe it's maybe not exactly a new trend, but I believe it's going to be further reinforced after that pandemic. It's experience and I would add emotional experience. I mean, you know nowadays Sarah, most of our guests have better homes that what we are offering in terms of a product point of view because they have the latest technology there we are of course adapting but many of our customers have better at home but what they don't have at home necessarily is though that emotional experience which you could have when you join a hotel uh, a luxury proposition and particularly the metropole so we have developed for instance a a program which is called just for you and this is like a series of activities not necessarily taking place in the hotel it's a way to appropriate and to discover the principality and the environment in a different way so to give you an example everybody does wine tasting everybody but not everybody sends you into a chateau rosé in south of france with our head sommelier for the day you're going to meet the owner they're going to make you discover their wines you're going to eat with them in their own kitchen and then you're going to you're going to come back with our head sommelier with all these uh, you know gustative experiences so we believe the future of our industry in luxury is only about experience it's not going to be about product anymore of course we need to have the nicest tv the largest bathroom and but this is like Wi-Fi, you know. Wi-Fi is expected. Nice suites are expected. Super pool are expected. But the emotional experience, the one coming from the heart, and that just for you experiences, is where we invest most of our strategic approach. 
Of course. And you uh, speaking to you know me, somebody with such a long background as a as a concierge, like Lidor concierge even, is as you mentioned, this emotional experience. Absolutely. And and you bring up a fantastic point. This is, uh, you know, is that the expectations are have been raised and they've been raised over the years. So it's what's that extra and it's more than just an experience. It is exactly, as you said, that emotional experience because that they can't have at home, that they can't recreate. And I love, I love the wine tasting experience that you were even talking about because where can you get that? It's so unique and specific. Uh, so it's very exciting. And I'm going to put it on my calendar to come visit you in 2022. Um, but <laughs> you're, you're welcome. You're welcome whenever you can. You're welcome whenever you can, uh, because, you know, I can talk hours about that, but an experience cannot be taught. An experience needs to be lived, of course. So uh, I hope that that teases you and uh, and uh, all the, 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 the people who are listening to, to us uh, uh, and will listening to us to, to, to come into and to travel as quickly as possible. And of course, as soon as the travel bans and restriction will be over, but, but I strongly believe uh, uh, there are a lot of things you can find home, but uh, there are a lot of experiences you can only find when you travel, when you're abroad, when you meet a different culture, a different experience, and when people are, are giving indeed all what they have uh, uh, emotionally to make sure that you have an amazing... Uh, you know, we, we don't sell products. People are leaving our hotels with nothing until they unless they steal something, an ashtray, not even, we don't smoke in hotels anymore. So, you know, it's, it's, they just need souvenirs. So, uh, uh, and that's really our, our, our stimulation is to, to leave you with an amazing, an amazing uh, souvenir. Well, I think you've sold me, I have to say, no, it's, but it is so lovely to get to speak with, with somebody that really understands how it is the experience. And it is, it, I mean, you bring up a fantastic point. That is what people are taking away with them. It's not the physical, but it's actually the the actual emotional, the memory and that that experience. So, so you know, just to wrap up, because I, I know that this is, I could talk to you forever. I'm so excited. This is so exciting. But um, any final, you know, words for those that might be listening uh, where they can find out more information about, you know, Hotel Metropole or things that they should be looking forward to in the future. Absolutely. So, uh, first of all, thank you very much for giving me that opportunity. I really appreciate I could go on as well. You know, I'm extremely passionate about uh, that industry since over 35 years. You were not born at that time, but uh, so it's, 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 it's a very long time. Um, but uh, uh, it's... Uh, Again, um, of course, you can find all the uh, information either via, directly via our, our website, but uh, 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 as I said, Virtuoso is a partner, Fine Hotel and Resort is a strong partner, so the Hotel Metropole can be found on all these platforms as well. And um, very exciting news. Uh, we strongly believe 2021 will be a sort of in-between year, if I may say so. Uh, uh, but 2022 will certainly, re hopefully, resume uh, like, like it used to be in terms of travel frequency. And I can uh, only say that uh, while we were focusing on emotional experience before, uh, this will become our key priority 
the owner is doing his bit in investing into uh, the hardware and uh, we will develop an even more emotional software for the future. Uh, and I encourage everybody to visit the destination, which is amazing, Monte Carlo. We didn't really have the time to speak about it, but Monaco has so much to offer. And remember, remember it's one of the most glamorous country on earth. We have a princess, we have a prince, and uh, and uh, and I know you, the American people, fall in love with the principality uh, probably about 60 years ago. So uh, you're most welcome anytime. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I'm getting chills just hearing you, you talk about it because I, I have very fond memories of, you know, even actually just last year, I happened to, to be in Monte Carlo because I was in the South of France and it's very special for me. And I've been very lucky that I've been able to go over the years with my family. And, um, so I too look forward to going back. So thank you so much for sharing, you know, your time and your knowledge today. And, you, you know, your positivity and all of this, uh, the, you know, explaining everything that you're working on. I'm sure that anybody that's listening has certainly been able to take something away from it, but also even has something to look forward to as well. So that I, I truly appreciate. So thank you again. And for everyone that is listening, I'll be sure to have all the information here. Uh, this certainly, you know, the Hotel Metropole in Monte Carlo is certainly an exceptional property. So I will have all the information there so that you can stay abreast as to what they're doing and when the time is right and you're comfortable and things open up again to absolutely make a point to go visit there. So um, thank you again, Serge. Thank you all to everyone that was listening. And uh, please stay tuned as we will always be bringing on some fantastic people like we had today. And don't forget, ultimately, to never to stop saying yes to travel. <laughs>